Okay, come in, relax, sit down, put your feet up, and get ready to listen to This Is Bodybuilding. It's a bodybuilding podcast. It's a life podcast. It's a journal. It's an entryway into the hearts and the minds and the lives and the souls of the people involved in the world of bodybuilding. I'm Daniel Lansfield, and this week on the show, my guest is the one and only Cheryl Frost. Cheryl uh, is without a doubt one of the top figure competitors in Australia today. Her record at the national and international level, it, it basically speaks for itself. She's got an array of titles, including Miss Universe, um, and she's also moved into the coaching space over the last couple of years. So she's really, um, really taken on a, a lot more than just the competitor role. She recently took a team from Australia to the Lauren Powers Classic in the USA, and with all the work she's doing, she's continuing to mentor people who are coming up uh, in the ranks of bodybuilding, and also those competitors who have been around for a while, the, the veterans and the newcomers, all, you know, all together. So that's it's really fantastic. Um, I guess the thing I love about Cheryl is her positivity, her attitude. Just it it sits very much in the realm of I don't have time for people who want to bring others down, and that's really important. It's really uh, it's really something special. We don't really go too much into it in the interview, but. You know, we were talking about um, the sort of stuff that 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 women in bodybuilding receive through social media, um, and you know, anyone listening to this, I'm sure you can, um, I'm sure you can appreciate that. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of negativity around women's bodybuilding, um, and it's it's not necessarily, well, it's it's never really warranted, um, but yeah, I mean, th- there is a lot of stigma around women's figure in today's society and especially since a larger number of female competitors are shying away from the figure in the bodybuilding classes they're going towards the bikini and the fitness and the sports model look and you know i remember back in the 90s and the early 2000s the um the figure and physique lineups at contests in australia were always very hotly contested and australia's produced a lot of the world's best female bodybuilders and we still do but the general desire for that look, it sort of seems to have moved into a place of obscurity, I suppose you'd say. Um, it's not really all that well publicized anymore. People um, people aren't really that keen on, on you know, that sort of look. Um, at least that's the way it seems. And look, I don't know, maybe it's the, the promoters um, and the promotions that don't have the role models at the top that they're willing to promote to show women in bodybuilding and, and showcase that there's plenty of options for women to compete at different levels and that they can succeed at any level, whether they're a first-time bikini competitor or a master's figure or physique competitor. Um, maybe it's that women don't want to look like that anymore. Maybe that they're afraid of what people might say. I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Please leave a comment if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes. Um, and just a reminder, this week's episode is brought to you absolutely free so please be sure to subscribe to receive all the latest updates and remember to head over to facebook and click like facebook slash this is bodybuilding i haven't prepared anything no it's okay you don't need to prepare it's um so just do a sound check okay how close do i talk to no that should be fine i think just that should be okay all right this is our sound check this is our sound check sound check check. one two three so, uh, Cheryl, do we are we gonna play back and hear what it sounds like, or you, no, can, or you is, can tell us? Right. Can... Well, look, this is okay because I can I can play with the volumes later. Oh, all right. So once we start, we're we're serious. Oh, we're started. We're already started. Okay. <laughs> I like to start before, so right. it gives us a bit of you know taking the piss time. Okay. Okay. So, um, how long have you been competing? Um, Daniel, hi. Uh, <laughs> 
thanks. Thanks. Great to talk, great to, talk to you and, and tell you about my story. Oh, so um, I've been competing now for 15 years. So, so um, your first yeah, comp was in quite, 2001? Y- yeah, oh, yes, it probably would have been way back then. I don't even know now. A long time. A long time. It's become you, part of my. It's been so long now. It's become part of my life. I feel I live it, breathe it, um, own it. It's it's just it's who I am, really. Do you remember your first contest? I absolutely do because I was completely nervous um, and very anxious about the whole experience. So uh, I think I remember every every little tiny thing about it, every feeling, every emotion, every heartbeat <laughs> that went into the day. Do you, do you remember where you placed? Uh, yes, I think I I placed second. It was an it was the ver- I think it was one of the very first IMBA Brisbane shows okay. at the time. So yeah. Wow. And fifteen years later, well, travelling the world on the, on the world stage, living the dream, yeah. living, living the life. I mean, that's probably one of the most amazing things about bodybuilding for me is that it's actually um, become an incredible lifestyle, mm. and it's enabled me to see so many wonderful things of the. Uh, wonderful places of the world I think particularly too um, competing in the federation of Na- with NABBA WFF with the international titles often moving through different countries of the world yeah. it exposes us enables us to travel um, when we compete otherwise you just get stuck sitting in the one the one location yeah, yeah. Get a, get so, a, go to the one place every that's year right and so I've done, I've done a number of NABBA worlds and WFF universes and I think in the last six six seven years I've, I've competed in Brazil Italy Korea Malta France, uh, USA. Mm-hmm. There might be one or two more in there too. I just uh, but that's what, what comes I'm, to mind. I'm just trying to think. I don't think there would be many times when you would have placed out of the top two or three. Top, yes, generally all, uh, top two, three every yeah. time. So I've been been very, been very best. I think my very first international show in in Brazil, it was very much about an ex, about an experience, and I and I I didn't I didn't place at that show. Then after that, um, it became no, it's no longer about the experience. This has mm. become serious. This is about serious placing now. <laughs> so I had my experience, and that was done. So you start. So I'm not going to try and give you give your age away, but um, you started competing probably a little bit later than some competitors yeah, uh, now. Like most most people you know, now who are serious into bodybuilding, they're trying to get into it in their early 20s yes so you sort of got into it in the late 20s early 30s yes I was a, I was an athlete first so I had a, um, a career as a sprinter and a career as a pole vaulter I yep. think we were talking a little bit about that, that yep. before and then um, as I was jumping I had an in, had a lower back injury so I started strengthening my back at the, at the gym and it was at that time I remember seeing some women who competed and I just thought wow they are absolutely phenomenal I went along to watch a show and I thought oh, I would love to do that what a, what, a, what a fantastic thing to be able to do and to achieve all of that, that with your body so um it became a new passion now with pole vaulting i have never been able to understand this does the the, the actual pole that you use yes how, how bendy how bendy is it it's, it's, re- it's reasonably bendy it's it's, it's, it's i always think it's gonna break yeah as it bends in yeah, half it's all yeah. about and it's and that in itself is a, is a very powerful sport it's all about the drive and it's yeah. about speed and it's about strength and um and it's very explosive and very very powerful so how did you um, get into pole vaulting uh, oh from from athletics, from from being a sprinter, okay. um, and um, someone just say, "Here, Cheryl, take this uh, stick and, <laughs> and, and, and jump and over and that." And off we go. It required a bit of skill as well to actually yeah. with, with, with the, you know, with timing it and the jumping and yeah. yeah. So, but that's that, that was a long long time ago, and and since then, um, the the focus purely has been also on on now on, on strength training yeah. um, and on creating something marvelous with with my physique, mm. which I think is a wonderful thing about bodybuilding. Not only is it a is it a sport? Although some would say it's not a sport; it's a lifestyle. Um, but you create something absolutely amazing with yourself out yeah. of it. So the, it's you not only become strong, uh, and I um, mean, there's a level of you do a set of deadlifts, and you've, you, it's a level of fitness required to do to do that. But 
that you mm. um, you create something absolutely phenomenal, magnificent, and amazing with, mm. with your body that you can feel really proud of. That's good. It's good to be positive about it. There's a lot of uh, a lot of negative Nellies out there in especially around bodybuilding. Absolutely. Spinning a lot of negativity. And, and I think too that the um, further I've gone into the, into the sport um, and perhaps the more muscle that I've built, the more the negative Nancy's come, come, out, of the, come out of the woodwork. And I just guess my, my attitude towards that these days is um, I really just don't give a second of my time mm. to, uh, to negativity. It doesn't, doesn't have a place. And I think to really succeed in bodybuilding and competing, it takes a very focused mindset of mm. discipline and of self-control and of willpower and of, of motivation. And I truly believe that success on the outside starts on the inside. Mm. Um, and as a coach, I've seen uh, a lot of people start the process, but unless their thinking and their thought patterns are in the right place, they n- they never really achieve the success or never really get where they want to go. So I really believe that it's about creating the right mindset to achieve those goals. And I think they go hand in hand with building a building. A lot more than people really realise. What? Um, so, I mean, your your coaching style then is, is yeah. it much? I mean, I, I know a lot of coaches will take you to the gym and that's it. Your coaching style is a bit more psychological. Absolutely. Um, I also come from a um, a social work psychology background as well. So, as a result of that, I've got a bit of an insight into uh, the importance of mindset and um, and thought patterns. Um, and as a coach, I can give someone the best diet and the best training program in the world, but unless they can stick to it, uh, or unless they feel really positive about it, they're not necessarily going to achieve the results. So, as part of part of coaching with my clients, I like to teach. What I've learned myself, the less I think bodybuilding has taught me so many lessons about about positivity, about focus, yeah. ab- about um, motivation, um, and as I always say, it actually isn't about motivation at all. It's no. about commitment. Um, motivation comes, motivation goes. Um, if I only ever trained the days I was motivated, I wouldn't train very much. <laughs> it's about <laughs> commitment. You make a commitment to achieving something, yeah. um, and, and and that's what what you follow through. So I find that um, as a coach, I've got the wonderful opportunity to teach people some of the things that I've learned. I've struggled with or I've, they've been challenges for me and that I've learned through hard times that I can actually teach people how, what, how to... What's the biggest struggle that you've had? I'm, I don't want to go yeah, no, too no, deeply no. in here. No, no, that's, that's fine. The they're, past, great, they're, they're great things to talk about and great, great things to share because people, people can learn from all these experiences. Um, so if we're, we're talking particularly about bodybuilding. I mean, bodybuilding is, is very much about nutrition and about diet and, and about training and mindset, all that go, to, go together. But I think for me, and um, this is perhaps where I, I focus a bit more my coaching about nutrition, is I think that after after many years of competing and dieting very hard and doing lots of cardio, mm. I experienced mm, metabolic damage, I suppose yep. you could say. I did a shot. Uh, initially, fat would fall off my body quite easily. Then as the years got on, it started getting a bit harder and a bit harder. Mm. There came this one particular show. I found myself having to do crazy amounts of cardio to get lean and basically cutting all my carbs and just about starving myself. And even still then, um, losing fat was very hard. Yeah. After that show... I had rebound weight gain, I had hormonal issues, metabolic issues, um, and was in a very crazy headspace. Mm. So that experience, despite it being very miserable and devastating and distressing and a, a really tough time in my life, became my greatest learnings. Mm. I think from our greatest struggles come our greatest learnings. And so from from that, I started really 
researching and trying to learn about metabolism, how to repair my own metabolism. Um, once I began an understanding of thyroid health and cellular metabolism and, and how all our body systems works together, um, I, I've now got to a place where I can diet wisely, mm. I can diet smart, I can diet healthily mm. uh, without having to do crazy amounts of cardio and still keep my calories quite high. So I guess I like to teach that to um, other people who are competing yeah. is that you don't have to take extreme measures to mm. achieve an extreme result. Mm. People often take bodybuilding to a very extreme, mm. but it doesn't have to be that way. Extreme measures often end up in um, destroying your health, yeah. destroying your energy, causing you to be fatigued and uh, depressed. Yeah. Uh, yet there, if we find balance, we actually get better results. So I find now as a coach and as an athlete, if I keep myself healthier um, with more energy, my, my, with, with healthier with food and the balance and a variety of food, I actually get better results than when I actually do things really, really hardcore-wise. And I can now get myself in absolutely amazing condition, super lean, super shredded, by being balanced. And um, I once never would have thought that was possible. So yeah, that comes from... Keeping yeah, keeping everything in check and, and sort of yeah. living living the lifestyle and yeah. not not letting things f- you know fly one way off the yeah. off the rails and then having to uh, diet so hard that you're yeah. balance lo- very very much about sanity and it's about, and I really believe it's about keeping a balanced variety of food in our diet as well. So many um, of us in the sport take things to an extreme. Extreme, is it a sport of obsessions? It's a sport of extremes. Yeah. Um, and when but when we take things to an extreme with our nutrition or we yeah. even even with our, with our training and overtraining, uh, we we lose something you, along the way. You were saying before that you know when you set a diet for someone, you, you don't strip all of the fun out of it no. you've got yeah, some dark chocolate in there and absolutely natural orange juice natural ice cream even i include in a lot of people's diet and i have and i have myself as well um i i, tr- I try to keep um food as clean and mm. as 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 natural and organic as possible as i think that also has an impact upon how our body functions but um whenever somebody feels or whenever i know for myself as a competitor if i feel deprived mm. for any extended periods of time i'm more likely to fall off the wagon mm. uh, and if I can keep somebody focused as a coach I'm going to be able to get better results than actually have hardcore dieting someone and having them fall off the wagon mm. so getting that balance really I think helps us achieve healthier bodies a better looking body a body that's not deprived that's not depleted that's not exhausted and um, enables us to put muscle on easier as well the more we eat the more muscle that we can put on so before you got into bodybuilding you worked as a in the police. Um, I did a, you yeah, yeah, I did a university I degree. I, I studied, uh, did a Bachelor of Social Work. Yep. Um, then after that, I uh, I joined the police force for a very short period of time until I, I got a position working in a child protection unit, yep. which um, was something that I had an interest in back then. Mm. So I spent um, many years and I worked um, in um, a child protection role and then worked in a ministerial liaison um, officer's role, writing policy. Yep. So this is... A, a different, then, a bit, a bit very, of a very different. Uh, uh, and, and then it got to, a, got to a point where I thought you know what, I've got something stirring inside of me. I've got a passion, I've got an excitement and what I'm doing is not ringing my bells. I've got this music inside me that's not being played. I've got these tunes I want to dance to. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do what makes my heart sing. And that's to do with uh, fitness, bodybuilding, strength training, health, well-being, lifestyle, all those things, I suppose. Um, and I just think that body, bodybuilding is just one really little aspect, aspect of all of that. So I... Um, 
I became a trainer. I um, opened a gym. Gym became fabulously successful, which was a really, which was a really wonderful, fun, um, exciting experience. I worked with people who wanted to be worked with, and mm. um, and I think when we get to a point where we can help people feel good about themselves, uh, it, it's a really, it's a really great thing. It, um, bodybuilding gives a lot of bodybuilding, figure competing, fitness modelling, bikini, um, body athletes, I might, mm. might call that, rather than the hardcore word of bodybuilding. Yep. Helps a lot of women feel confident about themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, a woman who, who has never worn a bikini before would be able to put a bikini on there and hop up in front of hundreds of people is such a huge achievement um, that's so great for someone's self-esteem and so great for their confidence. And, um, and as an achievement, you achieve something that's that's really counts. It's a very personal thing too. I mean, it is. You know, we, I know um, we, we, we after running a contest a few years ago, uh, one of the competitors came up to Dad and she said, "I haven't felt this good since my wedding day." Wow! Yeah. And he sort of went, "Oh, that's an interesting comment to make. Yeah. Surely your wedding day should be, or you know, yeah. that, like th- those sorts of massive moments yeah. in your life." But obviously, I think um, I'm not sure how long it had been since she'd been in that sort of feeling positive yeah, about, about her herself. body. Um, but clearly, it'd been in been quite a long time, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's really nice when just yeah, a local competition can, can totally revolutionise how someone sees. Yeah. Well, sees for women, themselves. it's a, um, as women we get glammed up for the day. We um, you know, we get our hair done, we get our yeah. makeup done. We're, you know, we're wearing a, a bikini that costs lots of money with lots of glitz and um, sparkles on it, mm. and beautiful shoes, and we get the tan. And it's actually it is a really big process that makes women that um, talking from a, a woman's point of view mm. that make wakes women feel really beautiful. Mm. Guys don't really have that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, you sort of put on the look. Yeah. To be honest, I think half the half the blokes out there, if they're uh, if their posing trunks had holes in them, they wouldn't know or care. Yeah. They just <laughs> get there in their bonds and just, yeah, yeah Unfortunately, go. there's probably not very much to our, our costumes either. But um, <laughs> when you're covered in that much tan, you don't really don't really feel it or, or, or notice it. It's, um, and it's, uh, yeah, but it's a day that we feel beautiful. We feel beautiful in our skin. We feel beautiful mm. in, our, in our bodies. And it's a, that's a really lovely, lovely thing to, to – a lovely place to be and mm. a great place to own. So you had a gym for how many years? Oh, ah. Uh, the gym sort of merged. It started before it actually became a full-blown gym. It, uh, I started out doing um, sort of boot camps and personal tra- and, and just personal training. Mm. So I initially started actually out underneath underneath my home okay. um, until it got to the point where I think there was nearly a um, hundred people coming visiting my home wow. every every week. From I had some other trainers working with me as well. We've yeah. gone. We're just a little bit too big to be fitting underneath the house. <laughs> so that's the point when we moved into a um, commercial premise and and opened up the gym with a focus on strength training. It was in Brisbane. Yes, it was pure energy training. Okay. Um, so it was a focus on uh, on strength training primarily, um, but also with a focus on, on nutrition, as I really believe that to change a body is about strength training. I think too many women get caught up doing cardio and spending all their time um, on treadmills mm. and um, in cardio rooms, and they're really just becoming skinnier versions of themselves. I think a lot more people can learn a lot from bodybuilders as we're probably the one group in society that has really mastered how to lose body fat uh, without losing muscle and how to chisel your body. So I think too many women just um, try to cardio cardio themselves into great shape um, and they're not building muscle, they're burning muscle. Yeah. Um, so I really think to create a chiseled look, mm. whether that's just a chiseled look in a bikini mm. um, or whether it's actually growing some really great quality muscle, yeah. it really is all about it's all about weight training. I think I mean, the 
the competitors now in the bikini model and the sports mm-hmm. model and fitness model and that they're um, it's probably a lot more achievable. Yes, and especially if if you're um, you know, if, if you want to get back into shape, it's probably a little bit easier to get into that that softer um, yeah that softer look. Yes, um, and interestingly, I think that um, bikini competing and fitness models, sports models, is becoming a. a a really a force to be reckoned with, a real yeah. popular sport in Australia well, now. It's it really, especially over the last ten years. I mean, it's funny because before the the early eighties, mm-hmm. there wasn't really any no. figure. Yeah, and then the, the I remember I've seen you know, if you look at old um, old photos from bodybuilding contests in the sixties and seventies. The women's contests were always the Miss Bikini or the yeah. that sort of thing, and and yeah, you know, they were beautiful women, but yeah. um, they were softer physiques and, and absolutely in the, standard, and, the standard has completely changed even in the last yeah. last ten years of, of conditioning mm. for women and um, figure figure competitors. We, uh, the expectation says that um, women need to be leaner mm. and harder and tighter and having to deliver much um, sharper packages than ever before in history, mm. uh, and. Our bikini competitors are all generally weight trained. They all generally weight training, mm. and every fitness model, sports model, even bikini competitor that I work with, all are training seriously, are all dieting seriously, and are all all giving their all just the same as a figure or bodybuilder builder mm. does. So they're all doing the same process, mm. just perhaps a figure competitor or bodybuilder has been doing it longer and has more muscle. Yeah, I guess the in in theory, anyway, the, the the bodybuilders and the figure competitors will be a lot more depleted because they're required mm. to get into a lot better condition. Mm. Um, but still, I think as we were saying earlier on this evening, um, the the battle over who you were yesterday and mm. who you've been previously, mm-hmm. um, when you get up on stage and you're you know, you're feeling good about yourself, you, you've really achieved something incredible. And everyone who gets up on stage has achieved that. Absolutely. I think it's really important too to think that the the, the end game really is to is self-improvement. Mm. It's actually your own comp- competition is yourself. And I think that as soon as we start comparing ourselves with others, and it's very easy to do, I mean, it is a competition, it is a competition and there is a first and a second place place getter. But at the end, and, and, no one trains for second place. Yeah. Uh, um, we all hop on this because deep down we all want to be the best uh, and we'd be lying if we say we didn't. Yeah. We all want to come home with that first place. But at the end of the day, what really does matter is improving on the package that you had the year before yeah. or improving on who you were yesterday, whether it means that you focused more or you you were able to, to give more, but making sure at the end of the day you keep getting better. Mm. And I think that um, that's really important to keep our, fo- our focus on, on that uh, uh, and our focus on what really matters. Mm. Sometimes we get so upset. In, this sport can be a sport of obsession because it's a sport of passion um, and that I think we can get so obsessed with how we look that we lose sight of it's just a, a, an outer shell mm. that what's really more what's really more important are, are our relationships, our family, our health, our happiness. Mm. Um, and sometimes we lose track of that when we compete. Speaking that, you have children? Yes, I have two teenage children. I, um, yeah, I do. And... <laughs> You're married, obviously. Yes. So, you know, you're uh, a figure competitor on the world stage. You've got two teenage kids. You know, anyone who's got teenage children, yeah. I've been a teenager. Yeah. We all have. Um, teenagers have yeah. a require a special skill set to, do, uh, to deal with. That's for sure. How, you know, how do you find managing being essentially a professional yeah. uh, athlete and 
and running a, a business. And, and running a business. Yeah, and, and Simon's obviously very good. Her husband is very, very, patient, very supportive. Um, very coaching. passionate, but very, very supportive of what you're uh, doing. So it's a con- it's a constant juggle, um, and I guess that in itself has taught as and it's it's been challenging and, and can be very stressful, and that in itself has taught me a lot of things. I think bodybuilding has taught me incredible time management skills, um, and unless I was able to, unless I'm uh, some days are very, very acutely managed by time and how I divide that between mm. things. I feel like I've got a lot of hats that I'm putting on. So I go to the gym, I put my bodybuilding hat on, I come home, put my mum hat on, I go to work, put my coaching coaching hat on. It's also taught me about priorities and prioritising uh, and also about the need to actually prioritise myself at times. Mm. I think that sometimes as mothers, um, it's very easy to put everybody else first and I think when we do that, we actually never really achieve anything. I think it's good for our children to see that I, I value myself enough to value my training time. Mm. I value self, myself enough to value time to prepare my food as well as your school lunches uh, and to <laughs> actually to, to, prior, to prioritise. So I think bodybuilding really does teach you about priorities, uh, teach you about the, time management. The school lunches perfectly balanced out <laughs> macronutrient <laughs> macronutrient here's your protein here's I'm your because you know I, mean, I know i know i know yeah when you when you get in that mindset of writing diets for people and, and managing other people's food yeah. intake um and then you go all right what am i gonna give the kids and here's an lcm bar and uh and a sandwich with some salami in it uh-huh. i can't i can't imagine <laughs> you said they you, eat very they eat very well and i, I um we probably a cupboard that's generally void of, of junk food, of, mm. of biscuits and junk food. And that's sometimes also a little bit bit for me because I, I do a firm believer that um, if you see something, your environment can help set you up for success or failure. Yeah. And, you know, if every time I opened the pantry door, I'd see Nutella or, or, or Tim Tams. Um, that would be very, that'd be very tempting, even though I've got fairly good self-control. Mm. So I don't think it needs to be in the house. If yeah. I don't eat it, I don't think they need to eat it. Fair enough. Well, I'm just trying to remember. They do complain. Remember. They do say most families get to eat pasta and they, they they go out for pizza and they eat this. How can we always have to have chicken and broccoli? No, <laughs> we don't eat chicken and broccoli I, every night. But I remember being a, being a little kid and um, you know, being seven, eight years old, you don't really have much of a concept of what nutrition is. All yeah. you know is if you go to KFC, that's the best day of the This <laughs> <laughs> the best. Yeah. And... Uh, Dad would take us to KFC and he'd order a roast chicken, and that's it. And there we'd, we go. <laughs> we, you know, you, you'd, you'd, uh, the child of a bodybuilder. And, but the, the smell of, of the, the, the the Kentucky fried yeah. chicken wafted into the car, and you'd be like, and then the hand, special mixture. And then the, the 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 people behind the window would hand you the hand in the uh, the roast chicken like you're an evil parent. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you doing this? And we'd just be sitting in the back like. <laughs> clawing at the windows, going why? Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's yeah. I think that any any child of a bodybuilder um, probably has similar experiences yeah. where you get given a steak for lunch and it's three times bigger than what you <laughs> were probably expecting. Oh, I think or we went for a stage recently when I was dieting. We had the same dinner every single night for three months straight. I think at the end, the, the teenage son was starting to go get a little bit stir crazy. Let me out of here! <laughs> I want to eat this food. Are your, are your kids very active? Uh, are you into training or? Uh, yeah, my, my daughter plays netball. My son likes riding his bike. Bike. Okay. Um, so that, that they're not in the gym. I'd, I, I would love they, it if they uh, did. How but, old are they? Uh, Eighteen and, and no, nineteen and seventeen. Uh, but okay. w- but when they will, it's nothing that I've ever. Yeah. It needs to be something that comes out of their own personal do they, do they, do interest they, and desire to. Do they follow you as a as a fan? 
Or, or are they sort of like, oh, yeah, that's no. something mum's been doing I've for become, years. I've, as I've got a daughter, I'm very conscious not to talk about dieting in the house. Yeah. I, I don't want her to grow up with any body image issues. And I think mm-hmm. that the more um, the more teenage girls get exposed to dieting and you know, I should eat this and you can't eat this and mm-hmm. food rules. Food rules cause all sorts of um, uh food disorders I think mm. and inappropriate eating so I really try to um, not talk about Do you think sometimes I get ready for a comp and they don't even know I'm dieting that's and that that's I guess yeah, when you're doing everything right people yeah. won't be sure you're doing anything at all yeah yep. um, do you think all of that uh, you know that uh, food rules and that, that sort of stuff that, do you think uh, there's a lot of misinformation coming out and um, especially from, from people on Instagram and yeah. Facebook yep. just saying you put out the, the meme or, or the, yep. the images or, or whatever, um, and people who are not experts, they don't have any real idea yeah. of what they're talking about, giving people advice and false hope around this is what you should be eating. Yeah, yeah mean, that, that does a lot more damage than... Yeah, or we see those people who've competed once and all of a sudden become an expert in the field of competing and how you diet and how you <laughs> get ready and you think you haven't learned, you don't know, you haven't got experience under mm. under, under, your, under your belt. Yeah. Um, but that's also up to the, the consumer that, uh, to be wise where they get their information from uh, and who they, choose to, who they choose to listen to, not only in the field of nutrition and bodybuilding, but it's, it's, in, it's in everything, people wanting to sprout what they know. Mm. And I suppose with the um, surgeons of social media mm. we're seeing more and more exposure to that and it can be very confusing uh well you know i every time i turn on facebook or, or instagram um i'm just bombarded with mm. either yeah people's abs mm. everyone loves to take an ab <laughs> shot or it's just it's the epitome isn't it's it just, i've made it here's my yeah, six-pack abs thing, everyone's got the abs like you bastards <laughs> or or it's just uh yeah boobs and and bums uh. and yeah, bodybuilders. It's just that that seems to be, and obviously because of it's a feel absolutely it's the industry that you're. I'm sure. In, you're I'm in sure well other too. people who don't have the same connection to bodybuilding that that we do probably don't experience that. Mm. They're all their friends are out drinking and that. But every time I turn on Facebook, I see people who are in peak physical condition. Mm. Um, when I um, back back in the days when I was a, was a social worker um, and worked in child protection. All I saw was dysfunctional families and mm. unhappy people, uh, and that's, that's got to be a real toll on your mind, though. Yeah, you know? yeah, yes. And I thought the world was world was full of dysfunctional dysfunctional people. Now, as a coach, I don't think I'm aware of a single dysfunctional person. No, no. no <laughs> I, but all I see is fit people, fit <laughs> yeah. strong people everywhere. I think, yeah. wow, the world's full of fit strong people. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess what you what you you know the industry yeah. that you're in, you expose yourself to. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I suppose a little bit symptomatic of, of that. You, you surround yourself mm. with people who mm. hopefully are positive and happy and enjoying mm. what they're doing. I, f- but- I find that um, as a coach and, and as an athlete, uh, as you know, I, I travel the world and have competed and, and I know I meet a lot of athletes from all over the world. I find that um, people who compete, especially at the, high, at the higher, higher end of competing, are all incredibly highly motivated, mm. are driven, are all very, the women, particularly all empowered women, successful women, mm. extremely positive. I find that the women who compete at a high level are, um, are very supportive of mm. each other. There's, uh, are all encourage each other, all appreciate the work that everybody else has gone to and will pat each other on the back rather than pull each other down. Mm. So I find that at this level, the and that's probably true to the mindset to get to this place, it needs to be a mindset that's focused on on, on the positive, that's strength-based and strength-focused. Um, and that that the 
particularly the women who I work with, are, um, are a particular incredible, extraordinary group of people. So what, what, what gets you up in the morning? What really ignites the fire in you? What yeah. Uh, it, it, it go, I go through seasons depending on whether it's a it's it's whether it's a competing season. A lot of times it's my it's my clients that I work with as well. I mm. I get very excited on it on, on different people's journeys and and to see, and to see where they're going. At the moment, I'm spending a bit of time writing, um, and I'm right. I'm nice really enjoying really enjoying that. I'm writing about my experiences with competing and my clients' experiences and uh, my experiences with dieting. As I just think think that I've learned so much over over the over my history in the sport that I would love to be able to share that so people don't make the same mistakes that I've made um, and that people can learn from that experience because when you make some of those mistakes it's a they're very hard mistakes to come back from in the sense of health wise and, and you know hormone wise and metabolism wise so I um, am, am really passionate about sharing that there is a healthy way to compete and that there is a balanced way and so uh, that, that excites me to write and excites me to read and excites me to research and to to continue to learn more of that as well you just bought a macbook oh yes we were just talking about that yeah. so that was really excited to actually just actually yesterday I got it so I was um, first thing this morning I couldn't wait to open it and, um, and to learn some of the amazing things that does I'm a bit of an a Apple fiend, so the, everything your, your, your everything iPhone. is now connected. All my photos from my phone, they're on my iPad, that are on my MacBook, they're all just there. It's um, it's like all eight thousand of I'm, them all. Well, I've been thinking about getting a getting a MacBook, and I'm I'm sort of tossing up between the MacBook and the MacBook Pro, or yeah, maybe you know the desktop option. I'm not really sure because you know photo and video editing something. I'm well, that's in, what but, that's right. Yeah. It depends what you need for. I've actually got the perfect one that fit into my handbag, so that when right. I travel, I can actually pop it out on the plane and How off big I is go. It? Uh, the, the eleven inch. Oh, okay. It was a MacBook comes in at eleven. Yes, yes. It's wow, Mac, okay. I've got MacBook Air, MacBook Air, and oh, it's very right. light. It's like a kilo, oh, so wow. you can hard, hardly notice it. So oh, it just slips cool. in the back of my handbag, and off I go. I can open it up, and I can blog, and I can write, and nice. yeah, I'm very got, excited. Yeah, I do all that sort of stuff on my phone. On your phone, yeah. They're very versatile, aren't they? Well, this is great, but does the job. You can't really. Eventually, you sit there and you're squinting your eyes, and it's. Yeah, you go half blind. Yeah, so I, I now don't, I don't need to be more blind. <laughs> I'm already blind enough. So I can share my stories now wherever I am at any any time. I can I can write. So I'm a bit excited about that. Cool. Um, what's I guess what's on the horizon for you? There's always something on the horizon. Um, I think for me, for, for me, and I was just just talking to your father, Graham, about this, about this evening. I'm going. I'm going to. Um, Here he comes now. Ah, there we go. The name. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what's the uh, Okay, so Graham's just walked in. I think he's got McDonald's. No, he doesn't have McDonald's. He's, he's got, got a chicken. He's got a chicken. <laughs> An entire chicken. He's got milk or a chicken or something. He's got breakfast for tomorrow. He's, he doesn't want to talk because he's embarrassed. We're drawing attention to him. All right. He's got, he's got some strawberries. That's good diet food. So, Where to for me? Okay. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a few things on, on the horizon. Um, I mean, as you know, I've been quite com- committed and, uh, and dedicated to... To this, to this sport, um, for so many reasons, for what it, what it makes of people, for the for the strength and, and the and the confidence and the lessons people learn, for what it creates for their body, for the health that it creates. Um, I've I I'm a coach, um, and I just think I'm one of the luck. I've got one of the best jobs in the world. I absolutely absolutely love what I do, and so I'm really excited to continue um, to continue working as a, as a coach. I'm planning on taking a team of Australian athletes over to America to compete in the first Lauren Powers show. Who and Lauren Powers is now affiliated with, as you know, with yep. WFF, and her shows have become uh, become pro qualifiers for the universe. So you met Lauren at 
the Orlando. Certainly Orlando did. Big, pers- big personality, couldn't, couldn't lots of ama- so. lots of amazing energy, um, and a, a real um, celebrity, yeah. a celebrity bodybuilder. Yeah. So, and a, a very a very driven, um, exci- it, exciting it, woman. It's good to be around people like that who have just personality knocks you over. Yeah, but I think you know. So many people spend so much time thinking, oh, geez, what do other people think of me? Yeah. And is this the right thing to and do? And she's just a doer. She's an all-time like, action girl. Stuff it. I'm, you know. Uh, gets I'm, out there. Who cares I'm, what anybody thinks? This and is the American me. flag as my, as my outfit. <laughs> and, and we love her. Yeah. yeah. And she's got she's great energy to be around. So we'll take a team of af- athletes over there over there. Um, just actually in a couple of weeks' time. So I'm really excited about that. Looking forward to that. We'll do the same thing in 2017. So yeah. we're just going to um, talk talk to Graham about which which direction and which which comps is going to be the best for us to position ourselves in for our Australian athletes as to where where to go from there. Whether it's going to be Brazil or back to back to America, um, where it will be the best spot for us to go. I think you're you're obviously taking a, a position now where um, you know. I don't want to say you're at the end of your competing career, but yeah. there's probably not really a lot of things that you haven't done. You've competed all over the world. You've won Miss Universe. You've, you know, you're a professional bodybuilder. There's there's not really a lot, you know, else that you need to achieve no. to say you're you know, you're an icon in the sport, especially in Australian bodybuilding. You're a very recognisable personality. So now I think you're at the point where you can mentor and you can uh, help to grow the the next generation of up upcoming competitors which is a very privileged position to hold as well and something i certainly cherish and, and value to be able to share some of those experiences i'm um, looking at giving 2017 my, mm. my last shot at the um most likely to be looking at the Naba worlds in russia okay. and hopefully to go out with a nice big bang and 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 it's interesting is even though i've been competing for so many years i just feel like i finally got it all worked out uh, <laughs> t- all the pieces of the puzzle worked out and how you get it all done so i'm hoping mm. to to tie it all in together quite quite nicely in um, well, in russia, one year, in russia one year's be, time yeah, yeah and, russia and, should be an interesting event and then we'll make a wonderful transition into co- into just into yeah. some more coaching and promoting after that so how many how many competitors do you do you coach at the moment Oh, it um, probably at the moment I've already got about uh, between thirty and forty, okay. um, which is at my capacity. Which is my capacity. Yeah. Any more than that, I find it really difficult but to give um, personal attention but is, to. But is that one on one, or is that just online coaching, or do you do a combination? Yeah, do I, I do. Um, for for people who live local, they'll, they'll come to my office. Uh, for people who live international, I do a lot of international work with international competitors, and Skype is wonderful for that. Mm. Feels like I'm sitting there and they're in my office. I can see them. I can talk to them. I can hear the intonations and their voice and their expressions and. It, it, I feel like I connect quite well over Skype, so all my work is done when I can actually talk to somebody. Okay, cool. And it works very works very well. Do you? I mean, at what point do you say, look, there's there's only so much I can do over Skype unless someone unless you can meet someone physically. I think you said you were gonna go down to Melbourne on Sunday and yes. try and meet with a client down there. Yes. Um, I mean. I know that there are a lot of people doing online coaching. Yes. What do you think the limit of that is? Obviously, you can't see someone physically. You can see them on Skype. Well, I've photos, actually I mean, even worked out how we can do. I can do posing over, over Skype. Just about. The only thing okay. I can't do is physically manipulate somebody's body. But um, if, if they put their, uh, a mirror up behind their computer and step further enough away, they can actually see themselves as as, as they're posing, and I can see on the other side. So oh, yeah, often, yeah. I've it, it 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 works reasonably well for me. Okay, shoulder back, back, chest up. Higher twist, lats on. How are we going? That's all good. Yeah, very great. Yeah, so so I I find it it works well enough. So I've got a couple of questions that okay. I want to run through. Sure. Um, all right. So if we were sitting here, maybe in Bendigo, a year from now, celebrating mm-hmm. what a great year it's been yeah. for you, what would you most like to have achieved? Oh wow! Oh my list is long. What would I most like to achieve? Um, uh, personally, 
health and happiness always yeah. comes first. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that uh, people get lost along the way in um, a sport of extremities is that we often lose track of that actually our, our health and our happiness is more important than six-pack abs but um, at the end of the day if I can have it all that's even better uh, if so um, I can't imagine you without abs <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so yes if um, this 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 time this time next year I would love to have done perhaps my last show in Russia and love to have have you know have, yeah. go, have gone out with a bang and do do exceptionally well yeah. um, I'm really as I was saying before really enjoying my writing um, and my research um, and I'm working with a few scientists over in, in the US who are endocrinologists um, looking at thyroid health and, um, and hormone health and how dieting and, and carbs affect uh, thyroid health and, and metabolism. So I've um, I've just finished my uh, my second book, which was, was called The Unbeatable Mind, which is about how success on the um, outside starts on the inside. And it's about the, it's the book is fifty of my most powerful strategies that I've learned over the last fifteen years to help keep me focused, help to keep me motivated, and and um, where can people get? copy of that book uh well at my website www.cherylfrost.com <laughs> it's, it's um it's a really it's a real powerful read actually and i include a lot of reflect spot for people to for um, reflection uh and challenge questions and just goes through a number of strategies to help really understand and to connect with what motivates you what inspires you how you stay focused when it gets tough um how you stay committed and mm. um to achieving your goal so um that's that's been met with great success uh and so i would love over the next 12 months i've got quite a number of other books i wanted to continue to write so and they're both they're basically based upon um the um there's, there's an exercise a, tra- a training book to chisel her body perfect uh and then there's going to be a book on hormonal health for female competitors or, or yeah. for the average fit chick yeah understanding how your hormones affect your your training and your and your health and you've done a little bit of work with um body conquest and yes and ingrid uh, barclay, ingrid barclay yep. absolutely we've done some seminars together through all throughout we actually went through every state in australia um presenting a series of, se- of seminars um and so where i spoke yeah. about metabolism and, yeah. and hormone health and you and ingrid, i mean you and ingrid seem to have a similar philosophy on uh you know weight training weight training and, mm-hmm. and on um dieting and mm-hmm. you know not destroying your your body your metabolism. just, just to, absolutely yeah. um how did you find working with ingrid uh, yeah, uh amazing i mean she's an icon in the industry as well and has been and has been for years and a, a woman with a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience and a woman who's vivacious and energetic and can get her, her message across really well so um i think as as a team we were quite dynamic and it was uh very motivating and she's just a motivating inspiring person just to be around so mm-hmm. just being in, a, in, in her presence was also was a, a learning experience for me too cool all right, so next question is, when yes. have you been most satisfied in your life? Oh, um, I'm satisfied, I think, every single day. I, I wake up feeling really satisfied with, with what I do and, and with my lot. I don't necessarily think there are times that, um, that, have, even, that, have, been, that have been far greater. I'm very blessed to have... A positive outlook on look on look on it's life, and a good I feel sign, yeah. you're not depressed. You're, you're no, no, that's 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 right. So, um, I, I get I get satisfaction from very menial things. I get satisfaction from um, from looking at a vase of flowers, from a, a, you know, a positive note from from somebody. It's from zen. It, yeah, there you go. Um, from a peaceful moment. So, yeah. mm. um, who is your role model? Oh. Doesn't necessarily have to be bodybuilding, but you know, everyone's yeah. I think no matter how old we get, it's always good to have a role model. Yes. Yeah. 
And then however much experience we have, there's always someone more experienced than us. Uh, Absolutely. I'm forever learning from everybody around me all the time. And I think as soon as we stop learning, we stop. Uh, I think life's about constant learning. But my my role model, oh, I'm a hard one. That's that's, that's a tricky one to answer. I probably have I probably have so many, and I think I learn so much from. I'm constantly constantly learning from everyone about me. Even every one of my clients, I feel like I learn from from you, their you're experiences. You're obviously a role model to other people, so I guess it's, sometimes it's people forget that you know even when you're inspiring others, there's someone who's inspired you and yes. maybe continues to inspire you. Yes, yes. Um, probably in, inspiration wise, I get I, I get inspiration from uh, from a lot of diff- a lot of different sources. Um, yeah, a role model. Okay. That's it. Okay, I'll, I'll come back to that one. That one. Um, what do you consider to be the most significant accomplishment in your bodybuilding career? In my bodybuilding career, um, I guess the icing on the cake is always a, is always the illustrious pro card, um, which for me was for, um, in Korea in 2012 or 13 14. or whenever it was. 14. 14, 14 there you go. Um, well, that uh, was a big show. It was, you remember the stage it was very, there. It was very exciting. And uh, in Korea put on a wonderful show in, uh, in, a, in a wonderful auditorium. Uh, so so that's always, a, that's always an, an, an illustrious moment that, um, that, you, that you refer to. Mm. If you could have any superpower, what would you have? Ah, superpower. Um, <coughs> you're stumping me, Daniel. <laughs> uh, um, superpower scene. I don't want to fly. I don't agree just being invisible. Um, mind reading, perhaps. Okay, uh, that'd come in, come yeah, in handy. there you go. Um, yeah. I know. I sometimes feel that my entire existence feels a bit like a superpower existence. Um, so, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. So, all right, maybe come, coming back, coming back to the um, the role model. When you when you first got into bodybuilding, who, who were the the competitors or the coaches or personalities that you looked up to? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I've worked with I've worked with a number of number of coaches I uh, over the years and I think I've con- always always continually learning from um, from different people. Um, uh, Strength wise, Damon Howell yeah. uh, is a, is a fundamental with his, with some of his really strong opinions uh, uh, on strength training and deadlifting and, and squatting. Yeah. Um, even back then, I think when I was reading my Ironman magazines regularly, I even think Ingrid Barclay's column always would stand, would always go straight there and stand out. I think she still writes for Ironman, actually. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's a wonderful nutritionist in the States called Kate Deering who, who writes a lot about um, metabolism and has written many, many books on how to heal your metabolism. So um, her work I've, I've really greatly, greatly admired as an, as an intellectual, from an intellectual science background, uh, admiring her work. Dr. Ray Pete is a probably a bit more of another intellectual. Um, he's an endocrinologist uh, who studied metabolism and, and thyroid health, and I've used his body of re- uh, greatly admire his his work immensely, and use his body of research to help with um, planning my nutrition plans and, and, and my diets with the af- athletes that I work with, and, and also with myself, um, to with um, with amazing results. Um, <clears throat> so there's plenty of people inspiring you. Yeah, that, const- constantly. That's a good thing. I mean, if, if, yeah. if no one inspires you. Um, it's a bit of an empty existence. So you, you seem to have a very full life, and you're enjoying things. Um, and business-wise, I read a lot yeah. of Robin Sharma's. He's written uh, yeah. as, as a business coach, um, and for my own sanity and peace of mind and contentment, I even like um, Wayne Dyer's writings okay. about about being in, in a state of, state of, of peace mm. and contentment and uh, and learning to f- to f- find the balance. As sometimes life can get very noisy mm. and very stressful. Uh, have you ever seen uh, Inside the Actors Studio, no. James Lipton? No. He, he basically, he's a, an American um, 
the interviewer, he interviews people in um, Hollywood, actors and yeah. people in you know, actors really. At the end of every interview, he always asks them the same question, um, paraphrasing: "If heaven exists, and you end up at the at the gates, what would you like God to say to you?" Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> what would I like God to say to me? Well done on a life fully lived. Um, I <clears throat> I would like to think that. I give back more than more than I take, and I would like to think that I have encouraged and inspired and um, and given to others in a way that has helped them uh, live their life to the fullest. Um, in a way that's helped them feel appreciated, in a way that's helped them to feel feel special. That I have helped empower people to um, and and help giving them give them confidence, help people feel feel successful and feel happier and, and become successful and to reach their greatest potential. Um, so I, I guess I, I would be um, honoured and, and blessed to say, you know, well done, you've done more for others than you than you have done for yourself. To be to have a more of a, I guess that sounds a bit selfless, doesn't it, in that, in that way? But, Sorry, yeah. you can sound selfless. <laughs> there you go. Right, well, to give to give to others to give my, my knowledge and my experience and um, my energy and enthusiasm and motivation um, if I can if I can share all of those things that, that I've been blessed to have in abundance I was raised by very positive parents who really believed in my success and still believe in my success no matter what I do they believe in in my greatness and if I can give give even part of that back to other people and and and, and be a cheer squad and a fan squad behind others then that's, that's then really I'll have a life well lived that's really fantastic there's a lot of people especially in bodybuilding who uh, are take 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 and there's no there's no give back and they just it's all about them so um, thank you for being you thank you <laughs> thank you and thank you for coming on the show um, thank you Daniel day. what a delight that's right we've got a big day tomorrow in Bendigo, Bendigo so yes dad's looking a little bit worse for wear he's a bit tired over there <laughs> he's ready for a bit he's ready for a bit <laughs> just finished his yoghurt how was the yoghurt it was alright okay <laughs> alright well Thank you very much. Well, thank you for the we'll opportunity. Absolutely the delightful. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. See you then. Bye. Okay, so that was Cheryl Frost. Um, actually, right after we finished recording, Cheryl looked at me and went, oh, my parents. Of course, they're my greatest role models. So if Cheryl's parents are listening, she loves you very much. Um, I think it was probably about 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night by the time we finished uh talking so by that stage you know considering that she'd flown down earlier that day I think she was a little bit uh, brain fried as, as was I so yeah but you know a good chat and I think there's, there's some of the stuff that we probably weren't able to get all that deep into uh, around what women in bodybuilding experience um, the general experience I think is just probably a lot different than what people expect but you know, if you if you want to understand the the true nature of the beast of what bodybuilding is all about, you have to live it. You have to do it yourself. Um, so yeah, I, I strongly encourage anyone out there listening go and talk to people in the industry. Go and talk to people who are doing it actively and, and get the real lowdown on you know what it's like to be a, a competitive bodybuilder. Um, chances are it's going to be very different than what you think. All right, well, look, that's about all from me this week. 
going to keep it short and sweet. In the next coming, in the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll have interviews with Rob Bagona, WFF Mr. Universe, uh, Maria McCarter, former president of A&B Victoria, and plenty of other people as well. So stay tuned for those episodes. Um, yeah, this is Bodybuilding. Hope you're enjoying. 